On this episode of the Good Comics Podcast, we talk to Olivia Hicks and Emma Oosterhouse about their work, how they make comics, and butt-hugging softball uniforms. Good Comics Podcast. So, Paddy, tell us about that that fact about the Muppets. <laughs> was there a fact? It was just that the film's good, and um, it has the chickens do a cover of "Forget You" by CeeLo Green, and it's it's perfectly, it's really well produced as well. So it shouldn't it's work, all, but it does. Those are all facts. Yeah, I'm full of facts. <laughs> good. We've all reached that level of tiredness. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Um, on this podcast we we're never really sure on how to begin it we normally talk for a bit and then do a fake hello so I don't I'm I'm not very good at this Sam Paddy you're the expert (laughs) I have another podcast that I do every week but we don't we we press record before we even start so the intro is the intro there's no like hey welcome to the podcast we just start talking random shit so I just launched straight into that and I apologize (laughs) (laughs) I've done this podcast called the good there's a called the comics pals and it's like you'll just like all be chatting and then they'll do the intro they'll be like okay everybody quiet for the intro and then they just do this like they'll be like hello it's time for the comics <laughs> podcast and it's like so jarring because you just be chatting normally and then suddenly they have to do all their intro voices yeah, I think that's oh geez we don't have intro voices does that mean we're not pros uh yeah so. unfortunately well they make they make me think as well you'll have to go one two three and like four in order it's like it's like a real professional job. Uh, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, it sounds really stressful. <laughs> Being professional is against our our company ethics. Yeah, it's not in true. our brand guidelines. No, good does not mean professional. <laughs> it doesn't say our comics are professional. No, you're more about the DIY zine aesthetic of podcasting yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. we should change our name to professional comics and then sell them exclusively <laughs> off linkedin <laughs> i think that's an untapped market professional comics i think the linkedin comic scene is burgeoning and you don't know about it yeah oh, don't get linkedin involved that's so boring <laughs> <laughs> business comics since well, since Dilbert stopped, I mean, what happened to that guy? He 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 didn't update his LinkedIn enough. People weren't people weren't getting on his professional comics, and now he's dead. <laughs> Probably is he actually dead? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough nonsense. Hello. Hey. Oh, there's, Hello. that's the beginning. Yeah, that was that's my intro voice. voice. Yeah, that's your announcer voice. Yeah. Very good. Hello. <laughs> So where where are you both at the moment? Um, I'm in my bed. Huh? <laughs> in the... oh, I feel like nice. people did want more detail than just that. But, um, <laughs> I think we're talking about geographical location, but stuff. that's fine. Yeah. You want you to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've had a long day of sitting down, so I thought I'd do some more of it. That sounds nice. Yeah. I'm also in my bed. Um. I've had a long, hard six hours of being awake. It's only one o'clock for me in the uh, afternoon. 
So I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado right now. Ah, nice. What's the weather like there? Is it cold and snowing right now? It is snowing right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love snow. Snow's the best. You say that, and then you have to drive in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't want to do that. Occasionally. <laughs> so you get quite a lot of snow in Colorado, right? Is it? Do you kind of get used to it? Over here, we're all stuffed when it snows. <laughs> well, in the last, like, 10 years, it hasn't actually snowed very much. And then all of a sudden, this winter and last winter... Um, which I wasn't actually in Colorado last winter because I was in the UK, but I'm back now. And this winter it's been snowing like a couple times a week. And I'm like, no, (laughs) go back to how it was. Um, It is good that we're getting some precipitation, but (laughs) it's inconvenient for me. (laughs) So did you two meet in the UK? Because I I don't think we actually know the story. So it would actually be great to hear about um, how you two met and how you started collaborating and all that stuff. Yeah, Uh, we did meet in the UK. Yeah, we was at like some sort of a comics event, um, like a comics launch, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And our eyes locked across a crowded room. (laughs) 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 And we started talking about I don't remember what it was, just talking about comics and stuff. And then we saw each other a couple of times over that sort of semester. And then, dear listener, listener, we started dating, which is the real reason why we collaborate together. Um, (laughs) Not that we wouldn't, I feel like I couldn't pay you enough to collaborate with me. You can't afford me. So, yeah, I can't afford you. So I pay you only my companionship. (laughs) <laughs> and like that so yeah so we started dating last year and then after we were dating for a couple of months and I was like it's time to broach the topic of us working together uh you know <laughs> you still sneak it in a couple of it lay the lay the seeds um but I was just like I'm bored of working on my comics it's really boring I wish I was working on something new and you kind of stepped in and were like okay well let's work on something together and I was like Thank you. That worked nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we were in, I think we were like in a, in a pizza restaurant and we started talking about the idea for Grand Salem Romance. Um, And it just sort of went from there. Yeah. It was like a process of just sort of saying, what do you want to work on? What do you want to work on? So I wanted, obviously it's me. I wanted to work on a sports comic. Um, people, the small press started to get a little bit shady about how every story I ever write is a sports comic. And I'm like, guys, leave me alone. But I wanted to do a sports comic, as is my want, and or a music comic. Because I always love, I never write enough music comics, but I love music comics. And mm. you wanted to do Magical Girls. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was basically the sort of genesis of the idea was the two separate things we wanted to do. We were like, we'll mash them together. Nice. That's great. It's so, so nice that that came out of such a wonderful place as well, and that it came from a kind of a part of you guys supporting each other in your relationship and stuff. That's just, yeah, that's just great. I love that. And I think you can tell that in when you read it as well, that it comes from kind of a, a real life romantic place. You know, <laughs> that I, I believe the romance in it for sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was the like so like officially we sort of have divided up to say that I'm the writer and you are the artist Mm -hmm. but the story is very much sort of collaborating together and like the sort of pacing out the script it was like a lot of us sort of we sort of worked it out very thoroughly together before I then just I sort of just then arranged that into a script 
and a range is a strong word really for what I did. <laughs> um, sometimes she gets a page and it's just like a montage. Do what you will. And you're like, ah, ah, ah. Um, yeah. But I think you, we should, like, you should direct films. <laughs> um, yeah, but Olivia, you thumbnailed pretty much the entire first issue and that was very helpful. But about halfway through, I stopped using your thumbnails and just went my own way. Uh, and then didn't at the beginning, we also were talking about like I would do the pencils and you would do the inks and then I would like you also wanted to do the interior colors and I would take the front cover Um, but then we actually just ended up running out of time and I did all the art myself uh, just because I think we were both exhausted and um, (laughs) up against a a tight deadline yeah that's what's really great about that kind of collaboration right if you know if you're working with people and you can both write you can both draw you are both capable of doing every bit of the process the collaboration ends up being very very different if it's like to to someone who can only write like me or i can sort of draw but me and sam collaborate on a lot of stuff because we we realize that the way we work best is that because i like i like writing and i find it easy but i hate drawing and i find it extremely painful and (laughs) sam's the other way around so that kind of works really well for us but if you can both do it all then it's really interesting how you end up doing different bits of the process and it never quite seems to be exactly what you thought it would be. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I couple... also... Here you go. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, yeah, Olivia gets quite a few surprises because I tend to change her dialogue um, <laughs> and <laughs> without telling her and I sneak into the final uh the final pages and then she only notices after it's gone to print yeah it's just a <laughs> test to see how well she knows her own work yeah we just crime was change, changing all of my spelling to us i was <laughs> not impressed like that's like a bound like that's like you crossed a, a line like you have to get the queen involved at that level <laughs> yeah over here we spell softball with a u just <laughs> um okay well that that takes us on to a nice point that i think we wanted to ask about because we all um are pretty into baseball and it so this is very much up our street but we know it in the back of the first issue it talks about how you know next to nothing about <laughs> softball <laughs> um so we are kind of interested to know what the um what the impetus was to to do a comic about softball when it's not something you maybe know a ton about or are uh, i don't know okay i'll take this one because softball was my sort of <laughs> to the magic okay. so yeah, sure. i'll be i'll be honest with this because this is an honest podcast um <laughs> I had read some fan fiction of Winona Earp that recast the character. I don't know if anyone needs to watch Winona Earp. It's a very trashy sort of Western wannabe sort of thing. Anyway, so I read this fan fiction that had recast it in an alternative universe that was based around softball and was gay. And I was like, well, hang on a second. Softball uniforms are hot. And I was <laughs> like, you can make something out of this. Like, has anyone just thought about writing it just because the uniforms are hot? And I feel like I've, I've got onto a market here. So I was like, we should just do softball. I think the discussion was, we were going back and forth about sports, and the discussion boiled down to, it was between, like, tennis and softball. And I was like, softball, the uniforms are hotter. I'm sticking with my gun. It's going to be softball. Right, because I this actually know some things about tennis. 
<laughs> but, so it's like a but neither rat, of us knew anything wet. about softball. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes it's more fun to just dive in and make something where you actually don't know about it, right? It could be more of yeah. a fun challenge. I think if you know stuff about the thing, then maybe you actually can get too hung up on getting it right. Whereas actually, if you just dive in, you have fun, right? Mm. But so more, more importantly, sex. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, more importantly, you are correct, and softball uniforms are really hot. Yeah, honestly, those like tight trousers, they can make anyone's butt look good. That's true. The pair of like baseball trousers that I own, they are the most comfortable pair of trousers I have ever owned in my whole life. There's nothing like them. Any kind of fluffy pajamas, anything, no, like the way they hug my frame is just, it's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> so happy for you. <laughs> I feel that like Emma, you're you're a little bit more like concerned about the actual balls, and I'll just be like, "This will work. It'll be funny." And then you have to sort of rein me in and be like, "Yes, but this literally actually makes no sense if anybody knows anything about softball." And sat me down and forced me to watch a softball match. Yeah, um, after this one had already been written and gone to press and everything. Like <laughs> you were like, "Okay, I'm." watch a softball game and you sat me down and I watched it and I was like this is the most boring thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> where even the hot uniform's happy. not enough to save it well after about 20 minutes we found all our favorite players there were lots of sort of like potential wife types and we were like yes okay <laughs> I feel like a lot of my baseball fandom is based around that same sort of idea of like who I'd really like to be pals with like yeah. the people I really root for are just the players who I'm like <laughs> He'd be cool to hang out with. I want to be his friend. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. For I think for Olivia, it was more of a thirsty sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like I was being coy. Some of it is thirst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've noticed August, some great she's just She's just like wife, wife material. Like every time she would catch something, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But see, all of this is just so much fun, and like it really comes across in your work. I think that you have a lot of fun making it, and that it's fun to read as well. And that sense of fun is just—it's—it's it's a great thing in comics. And yeah, I just wanted to say that I had a lot of fun reading it as well. It's all fun. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's what. We yeah, it was fun to. Fun mm-hmm. I think I take a lot of my comics way too seriously, and I write about serious, depressing things. Um, and I've been trying to do more sort of lighthearted, fun stuff and get back to making things that, that you know, make me happy to create. The, the process of yeah. creating them is fun. And Grand Slam Romance was uh, really a highlight. I think it's maybe my favorite thing I've ever worked on. And I'm, oh, wow. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to ask, actually, as well, you, you both were studying at the College of Art in Dundee. Is that right? No, the University of Dundee. University of Dundee. And did you find that your sort of classmates and other people who were making comics around you were making a lot of serious stuff as well? Because I found that when I um, I did a PhD in comics and I found that, yeah, everything was just very, very serious all the time. And I longed for softball butt comics and they were not forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs> um, Olivia, do you want to go first? Uh, well, yeah, well, I'm in the same boat as you, Paddy, because I'm doing a PhD as you, uh, I think we talked about this when we were at Fort Bubble. Yeah. Uh, years ago um so yeah i i mean i would say it's like everyone's phds are kind of serious topics in some form you can't just like be having it's like it is it's always like at the end of the day it's supposed to be some sort of a serious topic um so mine isn't super depressing 
Um, it's not about trauma or anything like that. It's just about superheroines. But so I kind of like I'm just starting to get to the write up state. Like I'm sort of like getting very close to submitting it. And I'm sort of all the sort of creative responses I've made out of it have just been parodies. They've been really silly pieces of work. I haven't <laughs> been able to do a serious, ser- a single serious piece of comic sort of form <laughs> work about my because I just I think for me, humor is how ex- I express myself. It's mm-hmm. just, it's the only sort of, it's, I can do serious stuff, but I think humor is my preferred register to sort of take on things and talk about things. Um, so I was in a slightly different context. I wasn't really sort of in the sort of, in the tr- art trenches, like sort of <laughs> people are comparing their sort of artistic output regularly, whereas you were like in a class, you were in sort of a arts program, Emma, so you were like yeah. sort of... Com- with other people looking at their work more regularly yeah um for me I think like first of all my my classmates and the people that I met in this program uh, I was doing the master of design in comics um and so it was a a creative like comics making based course as opposed to your PhD um but my classmates were just like the most wonderful people I've ever met. And we were really, really close as a class. Like the 15 of us would just collaborate on stuff. And um, we became really good friends over the course of the year, which was great. And I found a lot of people who were similar to me in that uh, they liked doing more lighthearted, fun, colorful stuff aimed at like younger readers. And um, and then there were about, you know, about half of them liked to do more serious stuff and so I think there was a good mix of us, but uh, we always, you know, were able to collaborate and um, bounce ideas off of each other. And I think we all had a really deep appreciation for each other's sort of styles and, um, you know, artistic sensibilities. So it was a really good experience in that regard. That's fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that because yeah. when you get that, you find that kind of community in comics. So that's what I think is can be really, really rewarding about it. And it's such intense work that when you do find those people, it's a very strong bond, as we can attest to from how we arrived at Good Comics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, yeah. it's all right. So, um, <laughs> Emma, you were you just studying for a year in Nundi? Was it just the one year course yeah just the one year um I got a scholarship to come over and do this particular postgrad program okay um and then after that was over I had to move back to the U.S. unfortunately okay so you get up the Rocky Mountains though it's yeah. probably a bit more yeah. scenic than Glasgow <laughs> and the Colorado Rockies yeah, yeah. yeah. they're very pretty <laughs> but I, I do miss my my comics people because over here it's a little bit of a creative wasteland. Um, <laughs> I just I never had been anywhere like the comic scene in Scotland, which is just amazing and um, accessible in a way that no comic scene in the United States is. And I, I really want that back. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of surprising. I don't know. I thought. Um... Places like Denver are quite creative. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I suppose everyone's so far apart, it's a bit harder to have that sense of community that we tend to have over here because we're all lumped together. Yeah, I do think it's something we take for granted. Yeah, yeah everything is a lot more spaced out. And then also, um, if you've ever tried to table at a con in the US, the table prices 
like you know not even including travel and lodging and food and everything just the price of like a half table at a local con is going to be upwards of like $300 sometimes so it's just completely oh, wow. you know inaccessible Eesh. for like you know me <laughs> yeah i so it's probably cheaper to fly over here and do a show than to do <laughs> yeah. that <laughs> yeah 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 we've got fingers crossed for to get into the full bubble for this year and then like um hopefully get a table and uh be flogging some more wares so that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be good hopefully if we get it fingers crossed yeah yeah that'd be good are you planning on bringing anything out for thought bubble is that gonna be a grand slam romance number two i think so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we, we've got we've got like it. It's scripted. Grand Slam Romance issue two is scripted completely. Okay. We're just sort of like I don't know uh, because of the way issue one was written. Um, <laughs> I wrote myself a little bit into a corner on a set, a couple of few things because I thought that it would only be one issue and then it would be done. And then we were sort of the first con we brought it out at. We were just like, but wait a second, there's so much more we could do about this, and we sort of ended up coming up with like a whole plot line for like about like a five issue total story so issue one needs to be rejiggied a little bit in line (laughs) with sort of what the overarching storyline is going to be but issue two is completely written and we know what's going to happen for the whole story we got all the it's all sort of planned out it just needs to be done so hopefully but we'll see i suppose it's a while off isn't it it's thor bubbles back to november isn't yeah, these days? yeah, yeah. Oh, you've got ages. I'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when you say it's been scripted, has the spelling been changed from English to American? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet, because someone hasn't got their grubby little hands on it just yet. It's still <laughs> in the good old English, um, and it's still chock a block full of memes because that's how I write. Um, <laughs> oh, so there's is there a stage of stripping the memes out as well? Uh. No, no not really. In the whole time, and I just sort of Good. ignored them. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I don't ignore them. It definitely adds to the flavor of the of the. Yeah, book. I think I feel so bad for you because my. I think also because I trust Emma so much and I know how good you are at drawing and stuff and how good you are visualizing stuff. That the first issue was a bit more sort of scripted, like oh, um, like it's like this angle and this view and doo 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 and then by the time I got to the second one I was like well she's just gonna do whatever she wants anyway and it'll look better <laughs> than whatever I've suggested so I've sort of started writing more about like what the emotional beats are for the characters and that's where the memes really come into handy because like a, a meme tells a thousand words like it's mm-hmm. true <laughs> a meme really gets sort of like someone's emotions across quicker than just like describing it then that time you plopped in a diagram of whatever sort of per- like tricky perspective angle you wanted me to put in there and yeah. I was like I don't know that word and I'm never gonna learn how to do that and you're gonna get what you're gonna get <laughs> back me up here I'm obsessed with the idea of having an isometric cutaway view in the comic because isometric cutaway views as we all know are so good and so juicy and like you guys I mean good comics you guys have published Josh Hicks's stuff right or like mm-hmm. having the distro. So you know from looking at Josh Hicks and stuff. <laughs> I've got to compete with the only other Hicks in the comics world. Yeah, and true. Hicks has the juiciest isometric views, the best cutaway panels. And I'm like, I've got to bring my own flavor to this. Like, you know, Hicks 
twist too. And so I'm slightly obsessed with having an isometric view in it. And I've like helpfully have put in diagrams of this in multiple times and each time I've ignored. (laughs) When you do an isometric view of someone's butt in softball pants, what's inside? <laughs> what does this look like? It's not forbidden <laughs> perspective. You cut away of the costume. We're not that thirsty just yet. <laughs> okay, saving that for issue three. Yeah, <laughs> issue three would just be an up issue. The first special. It's like the, the body issue. The like the sports. Oh, the ESPN body issue. Oh no. It's like Christian Yelich. <laughs> Yeah, have you guys seen no, them? Stop, you're giving ideas. Christian Yelich. <laughs> have you seen it, the most recent one? No, I've never looked at the sports history. Oh. I'm, a good, I'm a good girl. I've never looked at any of those smutty, smutty publications. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, um, we'll post it. I'll find the best picture of Christian Yelich and post it in the chat. It's iconic. <laughs> I don't quite know what to expect. I feel this is one of those things that Sam and Paddy have discussed at length and no one else really knows yeah, what's going on. Yeah, which is going to sound weirder when you see the picture. Did Sam not show you the um the Christmas card that I made of Christian Yelich in the nude with a baseball hat on and it says Feliz Navidad on it? I don't know. Maybe he did. <laughs> he shows me quite a lot of things like that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to post it in the chat. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, cool. I had to step away for a second, so I kind of uh, missed what was going on. So. Um, Christian Yelich and memes. Oh, memes. Okay, I had the end of the memes. Um, she just stayed in the memes. That was we're in godforsaken territory now. Yeah, <laughs> we can't come so, back from this. Um, have we have we spoken about Sarah? How do you say? Oh, okay. So you can just extend it as long as it feels natural at any given time. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay, think of it as good. a breath that you hold and exhale and it goes on for as long as you need it to in that moment. So it's zen, really. It's, it's yeah. Very... Breathing practice. Mm. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. In my head, it's always like a 4-4 kind of punk rock song. It's like... <laughs> yeah, just like, like over romance. and over on a loop. Yeah. Yeah, I think I is how I would say it, I think normally i don't often say it out loud i even spelling it i have to like double check how many r's are like i have my own system of making sure i spelled it right i live in fear of misspelling it (laughs) i think i think there's a really interesting probably accidental effect of the name which is when you're reading it every time her name comes up you kind of pause a little bit because you even though you've read it a bunch of other times in my head, I was still going, cool. <laughs> so it's like a really good way of people, you know, making people not not skip through your comics, not you know, not just skim read them. You really have to concentrate on the ra ra ra's. Yeah, that, that's smart. Yeah, especially it's like now I've like started getting really extra and writing her name always in a separate font, so it's just getting more and more like a beast. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. The artwork I've seen recently, the ones you've been posting, have like <laughs> gone. They're, they're at, at an all new level of of detail, and it, it seems like a real progression from like when oh. you started to like 
into the second issue and then the stuff that you've been posting recently like it, it seems like your art has really like progressed by making this thing which i think is really is really nice to see people working on a on a series and like and really using that series to refine because it's really easy i think to to write something to make the comic and then that feel that need to go back and oh you got get better at drawing so you feel the need to go back and redraw the thing that you drew before and it's just nice that you've got that kind of like this is done i'm going to carry on working on it and and getting better all the time thank you so much um it literally yeah it just started because i wanted to practice doing sequential art more so i was just like uh it, it was like a new year's resolution i was just like i'm gonna draw a comic every day like and not every day so i'd never i'd never be able to do that <laughs> like, <I'm> gonna... <laughs> that's that's just madness yeah i was like i'll draw a comic every week and like sort of weekly just do a little silly comic and I'd already sort of drawn Sarara. So um Letty Wilson named Sarara, which is why so it that was so basically I drew like the weird sort of creature for like a uh, Inktober, I think, that the previous sort of the prior October. And I was like, I've just drawn this thing and I don't know what it is. And Letty Wilson was like, uh it's Sarara. And I was like, <laughs> I, I guess so, yeah. And then I sort of just sort of started doing little silly doodles and sort of drawing little very sort of quick sort of pencil comics which I think I've lost all of them now and some of it was for stuff that's gonna hasn't happened yet and some of it was just sort of more recent stuff and then I sort of was like okay I'm just gonna draw this once a week and see where it goes and I don't and like somehow we're at this point where it's like two years into it and it's been two collections and then there'll be a third and hopefully final collection at this year's Fort Bubble it it will be bringing i'm hoping to draw it all to a close this this year okay. um because i want to focus i like the format of working one page a week so i kind of want to do that to a different story so i kind of want to yeah. do a different thing for maybe about a year or so uh do tell a different story and there's like a little quiet mournfulness for the lot like it'll if i don't have if i don't if i'm not able to tell the whole story i will have to keep going with it but i'm yeah. kind of hoping to bring it to a close this year because i think three volumes is just nice complete like yeah totally. it's a good amount and i'm happy with the work i put in and yeah the art has yeah i don't like doing character design so i just start drawing the comics and then see how i feel the characters look so there's sort of this fluidity which is also that mm. i'm not a model ever with my own characters and i have to like draw sometimes i sometimes have to draw it with the comic open in front of me so i can remember how to draw the character yeah. oh god i have that as well i think every okay. comic artist has that and anyone who says they don't is lying <laughs> that's true it's true um yeah i i really enjoyed it what Thank you. do you do you do you know what kind of creature she is like do you have it in the back of your head what she is because like i i keep it keeps popping into my head like i reread <laughs> it recently in preparation for this and i'm just like it's it, I think it's kind of stressing me out. I just want to know what she is. And what, what I... You can't put a label on everything, Sam. Because <laughs> um, uh, I, I think she's like a giant ant type thing. That's yeah, but I... then there's that tongue as well. Yeah. She's furry. Yeah. Yeah, but like anti type things are kind of furry. You just don't see them up close, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think an ant should be furry. 
Oh. Mm, shit. <laughs> Must be those mutant ants we yeah. have down here. It's like Ninja Turtles, just slightly more boring. <laughs> Toxic sludge. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I, I feel like I've answered this on an Instagram question and answer once, so it's not too much of a, a spoiler, I guess, okay. but she is an alien. And that's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine. She's that. not a specific creature. She's a creature from her own noggin. She, I think the original idea was sort of maybe a gerbil mix of a fish or something. I can't remember. It's been so long now. Um, like we have gerbils own... and they're sat right here. And they, no, I there can are see some it. similarities. I can yeah. see I it. don't know what a gerbil looks like. And this is, like, <laughs> you know, I don't do research unless I'm like mildly think it's sexy so like I, you know like i don't know I didn't unless it's it. phd research sexy gerbils yeah no my phd research isn't very sexy apart from when i try to tell everybody about super horse and then it crosses the line but um super horse. I you guys yeah supergirl pet horse super horse and he turns into a dude and then they, they make out and it's i like, did weird. not know this this sounds great can we turn this into the Super Horse podcast? About, which hopefully will come out in about a year's time. <laughs> Sweet. I, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, sign us up. Yeah, it's like, like, I mean, the comics is small fry. Academic books are like £100 a pop, so that's why I should be making my money at. <laughs> yeah, it's just a shame that people only ever buy, like, three copies of them. Right. Yeah. Also, you don't get paid for writing chapters for them. Academia is a sham. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I should tell you that I recently got a single digit royalty statement for one of those books that I had. So, <laughs> <laughs> you got a royalty? Yeah, I I still get royalties from Cultures of Comics work, which came out a couple of years ago. Um, every quarter or every half year, but this this most recent one was was nine dollars. You. That's still more money than I think I will ever make from academic writing. So I, I'm just going to go out there and say that I have had a, a comic published by a, a proper publisher and I have had minus royalty checks from it. <laughs> <laughs> Does that I, mean you have to then give them the money back? It, it's like, a, yeah, you, you're not getting anything until we make some more money back. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's well, actually pretty standard practice in the, the mainstream publishing industry, unless you're Stephen King or someone. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Although I would, I would say this now. This is kind of off topic, but if if you have a published piece of work, I don't know if it applies to academic books, but you should sign up for DAX, D-A-C-S, because I get royalties from them every year, and it's based on like people using the if it's been used in media or like or referenced in things I, I it's some sort of witchcraft but you get money from it and it is good oh okay i'll look into that Fascinating. i don't know if i've even done that you everyone should if you've published something and it's it's out there in the world and like if it has an isbn um, isbn or whatever i'm not classy enough for isbns like good comics is not classy enough. <laughs> yeah we don't have isbns you're keeping it off the grid yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're like survivalist comics. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm just looking through my list of questions. Uh, Please hold the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Olivia, I was um, I'm kind of taken with the the introduction of the the new characters in the in the 
second volume mm-hmm. and I feel like you're you're moving towards making a quite a serious point somewhere in or or making more of a serious point in the second one I can see it being kind of set up for for the next one I I have to admit I haven't been following along reading the the recent ones because I like reading things in books well you've been missing out (laughs) maybe I will maybe I'll catch up I've just just, been causing hell at the moment everyone's kind of mad at me (laughs) (laughs) I've been Um, breaking people's hearts on the weekly (laughs) it's important such power you have (laughs) Um, just like Sarah herself (laughs) breaking all them hearts um yeah, no, I just thought it was interesting that because I, I think a transition from the first issue into the second one is that it, it much more boldly makes a, a statement and you start talking a bit more openly about about race and, and obviously giving it, a, I think, because I feel like I thought the setting was a bit unspecified when I first, when I read the first issue and, and you kind of start to hone in a little bit on where it fits in the sort of historical setting as it were um mm-hmm. it, i don't really know if i have a question i just i i think it's really interesting that that that's become part of it because ultimately it is it is quite a silly premise and there's lots of fun laughs in there but and, and i know what you were saying earlier about you know you, that's the way that you approach things you know through humor but there, there seems to be that you are are really making a serious point as well as like in in all that humor, there's a there's some kind of serious point being made about about that saying. I don't really know how yeah, to ask that's, the question or yeah, say sure. speak. Um, so you stopped, I keep talking across you. I'm sorry. No, okay. um, but basically, yeah. So when you sort of read those actual archery comics from the 1950s and that time period, they are un- culturally unspecified. They never sort of they'll engage with sort of youth culture fads but they won't engage with sort of things like civil rights or Mm -hmm. the Vietnam War or like atomic energy they don't sort of engage with those sort of wider political landscapes what you will have is like after you know a certain amount of civil rights have happened um they'll introduce a black character in the background sure but they won't actually sort of specifically say oh we make a real like or they'll sort of vaguely talk about be nice to everybody regardless of skin color but they wouldn't talk about they wouldn't ever have like a archie does desegregation sort of storyline sure. um so nowadays you know they do these sort of dark reimaginings of archie so maybe that's coming up um they would engage really heavily with sort of weird christian mis- missionary sort of propaganda, okay <laughs> there was like a whole subplot of archie comics history where they were like um al hartley who worked for them and also Patsy Walker was like got them into like all these evangelical sort of Christian sort of tract comics which I've never I've only read about and I haven't seen in the flesh but they're wild anyway um so I guess the sort of first half of Sarara volume one is specifically sort of like all about this sort of it's more sort of like a classic Archie parody stand up. And then it was kind of important for me to specifically have this moment where it um, reframes a scene we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So um, there's like Buzz and Slick go and have a date with Sarara and Slick runs out crying and then the story moves forward. But then we flash back and we see the same scene again of Slick running out crying, but now we see a black man. He's been there the whole time, but we haven't seen it. The vision hasn't allowed us to see that this guy was 
present and then that starts mm-hmm. to widen it out and then sort of and then we see the white only sign and then we sort of start to see that this world has been racialized we just haven't well you maybe i mean i thought people would click it but like not like i in a th- way but like i specifically there were no characters of color at that point it was a pointed thing that it was only white characters because and then and then suddenly it's like and then it's reframed and then it's so so it was kind of quite personal that we have this moment where it turns around and the world opens up mm-hmm. and then we start to have the desegregation storyline um which comes in thank you to my history teacher my hit like this is all my high school history coming to the fore now <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm like oh, i've got my high school history i know what's going on just about um, so yeah, and then it's sort of the desegregation storyline comes in, and we have Terry is introduced, sort of very, very much towards the end, and then sort of issue two then sort of, sort of starts to really pick up and sort of sure. look at that sort of the parallel between how Sarara has been welcomed into the school, everyone's obsessed with her, but how um, when Terry's trying to desegregate the school, there's like mass protests organized against her, and all of the sort of stuff that would happen at like Little Rock. Yeah, I was gonna say there is there is a part in the in the first issue where you there, there's a point made about how ridiculous it is that they welcome Sarah with open arms and it's it's kind of a yeah I think that's because that's made very slightly in the first issue and then in as the second issue kind of like leans into to these other characters like Terry and the yeah it, that's when it becomes more obvious and and I hadn't hadn't um considered what you said about that scene it being the same scene reframed um of him running out i i picked up that it was all going on at the same time and it's a bit frantic but that's really interesting to to (laughs) hear the impetus behind behind putting it that way yeah uh it's a mix between stuff that i don't think about and stuff that i think about too much i think because it's weekly so at the start it was very much i just sat down on the sunday and drew something and so it is like really frantically, it feels like it's taking forever to tell the story. And then you put it all together and it's actually like the most frantically paced thing of all time <laughs> when you read it like all together. But it feels really slow because I'm living week to week working on it. Yeah, of course. Um, and then with issue two, what the change was that I started scripting them in advance. And <laughs> so it's more of like a change. And then, like, yeah, and then that's carried on to issue three. It's been very much scripted in advance, and I'm halfway. So, so the reason why I can't confirm it will be the last issue is because I still haven't finished scripting it. But I'm hoping to get confirmation of that within the next couple of months. I'll know whether or not it's going to be the final issue. Cool. Do you put memes in your scripts if it's just for you as well, (laughs) or is it just reserved for Um, the joint? No, if it's just me, I can just thumbnail it and that's the script. It's beautiful. It's so easy. So I just draw it out in pencil and write the dialogue on it in a little book and that's it. That's the whole scripting process done. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I, it's been a while since I've scripted stuff because I never, like, so my scripts for Emma are even wilder because I just don't script for myself ever because I don't, I know what's going on inside my head. I, I think you and I are probably quite similar on this, but I, I, I take a slightly harder line and I just say I fucking hate it <laughs> <laughs> I just hate writing things down I'll yeah I just I, but I think what you're saying is the same same process like I can't I don't like the whole sitting down and writing where if I'm going to plan something out I just scribble it down and and mm-hmm. that's it that's how I work out the scribbling yeah. is a form of writing sure yeah 
<laughs> Don't tell him that he's trying to rebel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't like that he's trying to rebel against me. No, no, it's fine. It just means that you do the writing. I make games. <laughs> All right, more work for me. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So, um, Emma, in your comics, do you tend to have more of a? Do you? How do you work? Do you write a script? Do you? Do you work a bit more sporadically? How do you find that you best work? Where do you stand on thumbnails? It's a very yeah, important do you thumbnail. <laughs> um, honestly, it changes day to day, hour to hour. Um, I find that I often spend more time, you know, twiddling my thumbs and thinking about how best to start the process of writing and scripting and if I should thumbnail or whatever than actually sitting down and getting any substantial amount of work done. Um, but sometimes I will, you know, sit down and type out like a really formal script and then sometimes I'll just jump straight into pencils or inks. Um, and sometimes I'll do a little thumbnail in a book and sometimes I'll like hand write out the script or just draw the panels, like the shapes of the panels somewhere and then have the dialogue like scribbled on a, you know, in a margin somewhere. It really just depends on what I'm working on and how long it is and how much effort I'm trying to put into the comic. Um, Okay. And just where my head's at day to day, I think I get bored doing the same thing, and I, I tend to switch up my process a lot, which can be frustrating for people working with me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It makes sense, though. It's, comics can be quite a long process, or at least I find it long. I take forever, so I get really bored after a while. Yeah, I think you routine. have to. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it does have a nice routine to it. I guess I don't know. I'm not. I'm a bit more sporadic at making comics <laughs> these days. But <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I like the I like having the routine and the set. You know, amount of steps. But I get bored if I have to do the steps in the same order, in the same way, all the time, over and over. Okay. Um, and I'm incapable of pacing myself. So when I do sit down and do a comic, it's like I get it all done in an insanely short amount of time mm -hmm. and I can't spread out work over a, a reasonable amount of time um, and so I'm just all in and I have to it, it feels a bit like I'm just trying to keep myself alive <laughs> while I'm working on a project and I have to find ways to like distract myself or like keep going um, by doing something a little bit differently it feels a bit like I, I get a bit manic in my process sometimes. It's a bit scary. <laughs> like Grand Slam Romance one, she did the whole thing: pencils, inks, letters, colors in like two weeks. Wow! It was like I was just like I had to visit my grandmother that weekend, and I was just getting updates every hour so of a new page. It was like pinging on my phone. It was it was it was incredible, but also scary. <laughs> I'd have to be like, eat. Yeah. please please rest <laughs> I think I did irreparable damage to my body <laughs> during those two weeks so I feel bad because my follow up question was going to be when's the next one ready <laughs> how soon do you need it <laughs> um, no for the next one I'll try to 
probably take a little bit better care of myself. Um, I think the last one was so rushed because I also had the big deadline of my major project for the master's course, which I was putting off until I had gotten Grand Slam Romance finished. Um, I'm glad so you, it was, you prioritized that. Yeah, it was 19 pages of Grand Slam Romance and the front cover, uh, penciled, inked, and lettered, and colored. And then on top of that, 30 pages of my final project in like another 10 days um and so it was the planning was not good on my part I will admit <laughs> uh I spent a lot of time during that semester just goofing around um and I don't regret it but it did hurt me for a couple of weeks <laughs> there at the end I don't know sometimes that stuff's worth the the pain of a few weeks you know yeah goofing around is important we should all goof around as much as possible. Yeah, that's why we're called Goof Comics. <laughs> <laughs> I have mistyped that so many times. <laughs> um, Paddy put a a question on our little list here, which I think is a really, really good one, which is what songs would soundtrack the TV series of Grand Slam Romance? Yeah. when it gets we made have... into an inevitable Netflix series <laughs> we have a playlist we have oh, an official yes. Grand Slam Romance playlist yeah. Emma's, it's mostly Emma's playlist and I'll suggest stuff every now and again um, so for me when I'm working on Grand Slam Romance I'm thinking about it I listen to a lot of Maddie Ross um, who is a queer sort of 90s style guitarist um, okay real fun and she also likes a softball aesthetic so I have a t-shirt because it's got a softball on it it's got a softball player on it so Sweet. I do a bit of Maddie Ross and then I think the other two songs that I sort of recently suggested was like Holy Roller by Sin and there's a song are we allowed what's the language meter on this podcast um I said fuck just a minute so there's a song by a band called Y-A-C-H-T yeah it's like yeah but like all caps and it's the song's called I want to fuck you till I'm dead and I put that on the playlist <laughs> recently that was my petition <laughs> but the rest Excellent. of the playlist is Emma so you go for it yeah so the rest of the playlist is um a lot of just fun bratty pop uh there's some Marina and the Diamonds some Blondie yeah. the Wombats um Adam Lambert, the Victorious cast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, some Kesha. Um, just a mix of really upbeat, kind of saucy uh, stuff that you could potentially work out to or have like a little angsty cry to, but like you're still enthusiastic about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any one of those songs could be a walk up music. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. We were talking about this a while back. We were trying to work out what the characters' walkout me music would be. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what we said. You had a good one for Astro, I thought. I did. Astro's just a fuckboy, though, so it just has to be a fuckboy music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the playlist is just fuckboy music. Yeah, the smarter the better. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite genre. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I type when I open Spotify each morning. I'm surprised you haven't found our playlist then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is fuckboys. <laughs> cool. Um, I think it's probably 
probably time to to wrap things up. We've been on for a little while. So could you guys let us know where people can find your work online and on the socials and that sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, Ever, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I am most active on Twitter. I'm at eusterhouse, O-O-S-T-E-R-H-O-U-S. And then it's the same on Instagram, but I'm never on Instagram. So that's probably not the best place to find me. Um, go to Twitter. And then I also have a website, emmaoosterhouse.com, which is just my portfolio site. And then you can also find uh, more in-depth contact information on there. And you have a Patreon as well, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah, I have a Patreon. Also, just Emma Oosterhouse. Um, And that's $5 a month. And you get a monthly 10 to 12 page comic about whatever I'm feeling. Amazing. Oh, and then I'm also here on the podcast. Okay, so um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, very good information. I was like, oh, wait, I was supposed to be saying stuff. Um, Yeah. So I'm on Twitter.com at Miss Olivia Hicks. Um, Emma's mom is no longer following me on Twitter so it's no holes barred at the moment ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it's really unfiltered access to my life um, that's also where you get the weekly Sorora updates and all the fun little bumps I do um, and then um, my Instagram I'm pretty active on it's instagram.com forward slash Lasso Magica Rescate L-A-S-S-O-M-A-G-I-C-A-R-E-S-C-A-R-T-E because I always misjudge usernames and there was a point where everyone started doing serious usernames and I missed that and I thought we were still doing silly usernames and then (laughs) Instagram I was like oh wait no I was supposed to do a real it was too late no um so that is a little saying that my spanish wonder woman toy says when you press her she goes that's so much and it's like i love it um, i had wondered yeah. about that that's great mm-hmm. it's some sort of wonder woman phrase and then uh sarara has an archive it is sarara webcomic.tumblr.com and then i have just like a regular portfolio site which is oliviahicks.myportfolio.com which is just sort of like you can find more sort of comics interiors that I've been working on and comics covers and stuff and just sort of links of places where you can buy stuff like the good comics website. Um, so, yeah. And then we also have Gumroads. Um, yeah. And links to those are on our websites. Cool. Yes. If you Sweet. don't want to get a physical copy for some crazy reason that I would never understand, you can get uh, digital copies of our comics on Gumroad. Great. Amazing. Um, thank you guys so much. This is really good fun. Um, and we are all super excited for all of the new comics that you have coming up. Um, obviously, once Emma has co- gone into two-week crunch time to make the next... <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We won't know until two weeks before Fort Bubble. Whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll put a reminder in my diary. <laughs> oh, so will I. <laughs> yeah that's great thank you so much for talking to us we're really excited to have your work up on our site as well um and yeah it's been really fun reading about and yeah queer softball all of it it's been great so yeah thank you for telling us about your process Thank you. For yeah, thank us. you. It's very, yeah. very enlightening and just great to hear about your work and how you make all the fun things that you guys make. Yeah, we're really stoked to see everything in the future. Yeah, I'm so stoked to have the comics on the Good Comics website. I'm like, ha 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 ha, I've made it. 
It's officially a good comic. Officially yeah, good. Officially. Hear that, mom? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Good Comics Podcast